Testing, testing. I want to just make sure that I have audio. Can you confirm with me that there is live audio? Hi. Uh, so I'm by myself today. Uh, Mike testing, and, testing. Uh, Mike and, uh, and Andrew uh, couldn't make it. <laughs> And that's okay. So what I'm going to do is, because I'm kind of totally unprepared, but I do have a lot of stuff on my mind to, to share. Um, I'm going to put an open invite. Let me go. Uh, I'm going to put in the Facebook chat. I'm going to put a link uh, for anybody that wants to join and wants to chat about the silver lining about being an accountant today. So um, let me, yeah, so if, if you look in the Facebook, uh, find that link. So open invite, I'll probably limit it to four, not to have sort of a crazy thing going on. Uh, so I went ahead and put a link on the, on, on the Facebook. See, uh, again, I'm prepared. Just want to maybe just chat about a couple things, how we can help our customers and the community. But um, I can make it a monologue, I guess. But I, in in the Facebook, uh, in the in the comments, there's a link if you want to join me. Just a a, a regular Zoom link should be right there. All right, um, let's start with a couple things. Um, let me start by saying that it has been a very frustrating and difficult uh, week for me, just like I think everybody, you know, it's uh, the uncertainty, the, the stress, having, having everybody at home that you're not used to having all day long at home. Um, uh, I guess uh, not knowing when stuff's going back to normal, getting so many phone calls from customers that are afraid and, and, and scared and some are being affected more than others. I recognize that, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I recognize it's, it's not been easy, but, and we started a little bit late today because uh, literally um, we saw on social media, somebody posted that there was toilet paper in a local supermarket. And my wife says, go, go, go to see if you can get some, you know, and, uh, we're not short, but we're also don't have enough for like two weeks. Let's just say that. So I went, so I went to get some, and uh, and then by the time I, I bought a bunch of stuff, probably overdid it too. And uh, by the time I came back, it was already eleven, and I had to I had to get clean and stuff. So that's always starting a little bit late today. But a couple of things I want to say is I recognize that some of our customers are affected more than others. Um, it, it's, you know, it, 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 it varies across the board. Um, I have one specific client that owns a couple of restaurants and he uh, he's starting to get hit hard, but he shifted to mostly delivery. This is a fine dining restaurant that wasn't really used to uh, doing that much delivery and he just focused on delivery. But on top of that, he did something really, really smart, which is he went to his supplier, the, the one that he buys restaurant stuff from 
and bought as much toilet paper, restaurant grade toilet paper, whatever that is, and uh, and did a promotion on social media to say, hey, if you order a meal of $30 or more, we'll send you a pack of toilet paper. So that was hilarious and also extremely innovative and smart and and uh, indicative of of the good things about what's happening, which is is forcing us to think different. It's forcing us to to think of different ways to serve our customers, to serve our purpose, to to stay sane for for some people. You know, like I've seen some people, uh, you know, make up new new board games or play play games with people over Zoom, and uh, and people posting pictures of playing with their kids for the first time in a very long time. You know, we we are certainly getting creative and and getting out of our comfort zone, doing things different, and I think that this is temporary for sure, we hope, right? Um, you know, China has it under control. South Korea has it under control. Italy doesn't yet, but hopefully the end is in sight. And and this will be a chapter of our lives that we'll go back and think, you know, what did we do during that time? What did we learn during that time? What, uh, you know, what, what made this, what inspired us during, I, I'm sure, a lot of people, when, when the dust settles, will be inspired to do new things, serve customers in new ways, help each other in new ways. And that, to me, might be the silver lining. But beyond that, um, an accountant or advisor, you as an accountant or me as an accountant, we might be the only sounding board that the customer has. So you might want to think about that because not all customers have a suite of professionals that they can bounce ideas off or they can offload uh, with. And I was speaking with a couple of my clients that I've been dealing with in the last week and some decided to get off on politics and you know, I let them do their thing and some, uh, some on other issues, some talking about people's behavior and some about how amazed they are that two weeks ago, life was different than now. I mean, it's just people start getting a bit philosophical, I think. And right now, maybe just being a sounding board, listening to people and saying, wow, you know, I understand or, or maybe throwing ideas out there. Maybe that's all they need. Uh, what about you, Matthew? What, uh, what, what, what silver linings have you learned uh, or are you starting to see? So uh, first, I really love what you were just talking about. The fact, you know, a lot of people, they talk about, especially for cloud-based accounting, we're very fortunate that if we've already set things up this way, maybe we're a little bit more, we're ahead of the curve, right? So I think the best thing we can do right now is be that sounding board, is try to do the best we can to support local small businesses and to help to listen to them, to give them ideas. Um, it is definitely, it's been insane to experience it, right? To see the changes within a short period of time of what's available grocery store wise or not. Uh, today, I had a meeting with one of my, my good clients who has a car dealership. And when we talk about, you know, we, I was trying to provide ideas and suggestions of ways that he can still promote his business, do so, you know, without bringing people in as much. And that's a really hard industry to be like, hey, how do you do this um, remote based, right? You still have to have some people there. You have to, it's a time for owners to be the ones that are, are at the location, if you can, going against what California is telling you and such. Um, but I feel that there's great opportunity for us to 
truly reconnect with clients, show our true value there, be that partner and ally through these difficult times. And if we are a little bit ahead of the curve, if we're, we're the second tier to be affected because it's the small businesses that we service that are on the front line at the moment, let's do the best we can to help them and get them through this personally. That's right. And I was thinking, uh, uh, Matthew, you also had an interesting idea of building a, a database of companies that, are, that you would think they would be inactive, but they're still active and they're looking to work within a tight network or within the community. What, what is that idea that you had that you're developing, uh, I guess, yeah. at the moment? So, um, you know, even ever since last weekend, I understand that we have a need to intelligently support local business, which means we don't want to be having everybody going to one place. We have to socially distance, blah, 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 and all these different things that we all hear all over the place. But there are different aspects of the United States that are still haven't been impacted the same way. They're not shut down like California. And I personally believe as best people can until they get to a point where they can't, we need to spend as much money as we can with local businesses, whether that means getting a hold of restaurants that are doing delivery or special pickup ideas, or even other businesses that are like, it's a bookstore. Great. Here, tell me what you want. We'll put it outside for you. Anything of that nature, get your haircut, do these different things. And as it's progressed further, I've, I've been starting, I created a website. It's shareyour.business. So share your business. And the goal from it is to make it to where businesses can list their company and the things they're doing during this time that they're still open. So anybody can then go search and find a coupon, find out who's still serving food. It, it's free. It's just hopefully a database that people can use to figure out who they can still support in their local economy. Yeah, that's great. And I was, I was talking to my friend, Allison, uh, today, Alison Ball from from Intuit, because I, I I wanted to reach out and also have a sounding board because I had some ideas in my mind and I was trying to uh, figure out you know what what's what's our role as accountants where we have nothing to account for you know mm -hmm. uh, because some of our clients they're gonna have zero revenue like zero like not like less or lowered or 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 distress zero revenue right like if you yeah. If you are, a, I don't know, if you are in a, uh, if you do massages on site, you know, like, okay, you can't do anything else, right? You know, there, there, there are just some, in, like dentists, for example, my, my dentist who's also my client and a good friend, he needs to shut down because dentists are probably one of the most exposed, you know, because they're like, they're like this, you know, in front of the, their patient and with the mouth open. And so, so um, he was telling me, look, I, I had to send everybody on a, on, a, on an unpaid leave and, and we had people crying at the office and they were and they were worried and they were scared and they're like we have to I mean it, I, I, we, you know the, the one thing that, that is I think is really important to, to think about here because unfortunately in times of being afraid and fear and I'm the culprit of it too uh, we, we try to find you know whose fault it is like we're, we're trying to figure out whose fault this is so we can drain our energy towards that, right? So some people choose to take it out on our government and, uh, and that's a great deal of people. Some choose to take it out on the people that criticize the government. Some take it out on a foreign country, you know, um, or some take it out on society as a whole, you know, for, 
for 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 how off the edges we we've gone with you know and and and, and how much we have pushed the limits i guess of our bodies and, and and abused the earth or whatever so we're looking for this this corporate and one thing that i think is important it's i've been reflecting on this you know there really isn't a corporate like the this economic tobacco wasn't created by the coronavirus. The coronavirus is not a thing. I mean, it is a thing, but it's not something that has the power to knock down economies, right? It's not a physical barrier. It's not, uh, you know, the lack of a basic product. This is our knowledge as society that that if we don't do something, it could be devastating. And, and we collectively made the decision to stop the economy. So that's a really important thing to understand that like human beings are together, you know, or Americans, if you want to see it that way, Americans are together or the majority of them are together making a collective decision for the better of our planet, for the better of others, for the better of our neighbor, for the better of our grand, our moms or dads or our grandparents, uh, the people that are most, that are mostly exposed and in danger of this thing. So, so we made this decision. There's no, there's no culprit. There's no, there's no bad guy. You know, well, we really hope so, right? Because, you know, you know there, there's some conspiracy theories about, about it, but there, there's no bad guy to, to, to blame. Like we made this decision. We decided that we prefer to lose a gazillion trillion dollars because now that the, the numbers that they throw out there, they're like, they don't even, they're not even, they don't even fit on a standard calculator, you know? So, um, you know, so we, we, we prefer to lose a trillion dollars, $10 trillion, whatever, over losing lives. And that's something to be really proud of. I think whether you are sitting in a really bad situation where you're a waiter and you got fired and there's nothing you can do, or you're in a different, you got to be proud that we collectively made a decision, which hopefully we'll be able to go back on and, and be proud that this is the decision that we made. So, 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 yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I think that's great. And I mean, if, if we think about it, Everybody who wants to try to point fingers at something, imagine this utopian world instead where when we saw this outbreak started, imagine if every other country out there instead said, hey, you need to shut everything down, but don't you worry. We're going to send you food. We're going to send you this. We're going to send you these things. And it was contained just like that, right? That actually could have been an environment to where the economic impact of everybody would have been lessened if we weren't so busy pointing fingers all over the place of where did this come from or thinking we were better than possibly getting this or we'll be okay, if they could have just squeezed it in, but supported the people when they did that squeeze, that's the most important part of it. Yeah, no, no it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tricky one for sure. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about, you know, what, what, what can we do? to help our clients and, and let's break them into multiple categories, okay? So one category is the clients are struggling and those are the ones that are still getting some business because their business model allows them to, 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 to do something even within these restrictions that we have. Yeah. There's the ones that are completely shut down, right? That, they, that, that, that really they have a lot of time in their hands and they don't know what to do with it. Um, and then there's the businesses that are thriving, that are overwhelmed, that need help, but we didn't think about you know, making the extension to helping them because maybe they're not our, our, our target client or they're not our, they weren't our target client before or they're not of 
part of our current client base. So one of the things I was thinking of is, okay, so which industries are thriving? Let's talk about that. And by thriving, I don't mean it in a tone deaf way. I mean it like they're very busy and they're very active and they're very much needed, right? So obviously healthcare, right? So, you know, what are we doing to support uh, the healthcare workers? You know, could we, could we talk to all of our small business clients, our local small business clients and see how can we support the healthcare workers? So if we got these restaurants that are closed down, could we uh, just suggest them, hey, why don't you call the hospital and say, I know you guys are busy as hell. What if I come and I bring everybody dinner or lunch or whatever? Uh, Allison gave me this idea. It's a beautiful idea. Love it. Uh, do it just once. And, and if they like it, if they dig it, then, you know, let's, let's start, we'll set up a system and we'll, we'll support you. Right. And she gave me another great idea. It says, look, dog walkers, right. You know, even people that are not in the dog walking business, but they know how to walk a dog. And I'm sure 99.9% of the people know how to do that and they have nothing else to do. But then there's other people that, that are telecommuting, they're working remotely, they're having meetings, training, consulting, accounting, whatever so they're doing, but they have a dog screaming, you know, while they're having their, their call, you know, why don't you, you know, why don't we try to figure out how to get these people into offering that service? Now, it would, it would probably have to be a neighbor because some, some states have a, a shelter in place, which is not fully locked down, right? They can still walk and, and, and be within six feet of each other. So she, she gave me just tons of little ideas that I wasn't even thinking of. And that gave me an idea to think about just the general framework of how we should be working with our clients. And this is the framework that I came up with, right? Every business has four essential things. They have people, they have tools, they have infrastructure, and they have knowledge. Okay? These are the four things that most people, have, that most businesses have, okay? So let's talk about hotels, for example. So hotels have infrastructure, which is their beds. They have people, which is their cleaning staff, and the hotel clerk staff. They had tools, which is, you know, they have their website, they have a booking system, uh, they have, you know, their, their, their cleaning equipment, uh, they have they have a kitchen, they have whatever, right? They, they have, yeah. they have, and then they have knowledge, which they know how to serve people, they know how to accommodate people. So what we need to start thinking about is if we have a business that has excess capacity on their people, on their tools, on their infrastructure, on the knowledge, how can we how can we create a marketplace? where all this excess capacity could be used for the greater good for the folks that are trying to serve the country right now in this time of need. And, and how do we do the matchmaking? And, and I don't know, I don't have a solution for that, but if we can at least start the conversation and talk to our clients and say, okay, tell me what you have functional, like what in your business works now, right? And do inventory of that. Well, I have three people left. I have this thing. I have this website. I, okay. There's an inventory of that. Okay. Tell me which one has excess capacity. Okay. There we go. And, and then you start sort of building like sort of an, I don't know how, maybe a database of every one of your clients and the excess capacity. And you start talking to every one of your clients. And, and at some point you'll find a match. You'll be like, you know what? I have one client that has three employees that they really have nothing else to do. And it looks like you need to start deploying some deliveries that doesn't seem to be something really complicated that you can have anybody pick up and do it. You know, what if I put you guys in contact together? And then all of a sudden, you're not, you're no longer an accountant, really. I mean, you're, you're, and you're not even an advisor. You're just a person asking the right questions. Connecting the dots. Yeah. What, what about you? What kind of thoughts you had in, 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 in that area? 
Um, so Donna, I saw that you joined us. Do you want to con uh, comment first? No, she's, she's yeah. muted. I, so, I think she's just um, watching through Zoom and that's it. <laughs> well, so to prove your point, which I love, let's talk about restaurants, right? One of the biggest challenges with restaurants is if you're buying all the produce that you need to make these meals, you're gonna have spoilage. Well, what if we could connect the different hospitals or, or whatever, whoever needs meals, and instead of having the spoilage happen, if they could create meals, be able to document it, get credit for it, right? And they get those meals out to people that need it. Why waste the food? Why have the spoilage? That could in turn be a situation that, um, you know, you're helping keep some people employed. So that's a great example of what you're talking about. It's connecting those dots where the pieces are, are maybe lacking. Um, hair salons is another one. Like yeah, the, yeah. So, so hair salons. How like because they have to touch the other person. So what? How can how, what can hair salons do? Uh, so actually, the reason the whole site thing got started was a buddy of mine who's been working in a hair salon for a while. Nobody's walking in. He made the uh, reached out and said that he will go and do in house uh, hair cuttings. Right. So he may not be able to do this within the salon. Now the biggest question we have to do is how do we make sure that those people do not aren't carriers of the virus, which would then be a horrible thing, but Correct. at least the initiative of trying to make sure those things are taken care of, or maybe there's a way we can provide a safe environment for these people to do this. Because as we continue on, I got my haircut last weekend expecting this. What if you didn't, what if you're two weeks, three weeks down and you're starting to do all this video, like um, meetings with everybody, but you're still trying to be professional. Like there are certain aspects of that's not a must have, but it is something that we are trained to try to do to make sure we're putting the best foot forward. So maybe there's a way we can connect those people also. Yeah, Allison had a really good idea that I wanted to throw at you. Um, if, if you have a, if, if, if you know you're gonna have a business that serves people that is likely to be um, off or disconnected for a while, interrupted, let's call it that, when when the dust settles and when these things come back, people are going to be, you know, they're going to be like an avalanche running into the business, right? Cool. To try to get their hair cut or, or whatever, right? Not, not with restaurants because you eat once a day, but all these people with, with long hair are going to go in. So what could you do as a, as a hairstylist? But well, one of the things you could do, I think, is you could sell them a gift card or, or sort of pre-sell it, uh, give them VIP treatment when they come back. At a, at a discounted price, you know, in exchange, they're taking people are taking the risk of, of, of paying the service up front, but they're giving that person uh, cash flow. Uh, but for that to happen, the 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 person needs to be a loyal customer. Has to be has to trust that they're giving the money to someone that is gonna that's gonna do what they say when when they come back. And this is this is where I can tell you that building a personal brand or building a brand or having online presence of your brand, personally or business, has proven to be so important and so effective. You know, because if you if, if you always had so much walk-in business that you never needed to build a web-based brand or a web-based following, now you can try to go out there and like, like if there was a really, really good hairstylist, like let's just think about that, a really good hairstylist that was really popular, had a really strong brand and a bunch of followings, they could literally go online and figure out how to monetize it somehow, right? Like I, I know a lot of people won't won't cut their hair, their own hair, but maybe this person will give people tips of how to 
how to keep their hair healthy and 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 functional or or, or how to how to look professional with with weird hair how to gel yourself they could sell a webinar or something so people can figure like all these a lot of trainers i've seen a lot of personal trainers call their clients and say hey i'm gonna go live on on instagram if you want to join me on one and i know some of these activities are not money making and people are really fixated on on unfortunately and i understand how am i going to make money now that if it doesn't make them money they don't attempt to do it but right now right now if you're doing nothing anyway, right? If the alternative is nothing, why not start giving back to your customers? Start building loyalty. Uh, have people see you and go, wow, this person, although it's not making any money, is still serving us, is still serving their purpose. Stay on purpose, stay on brand, because you're gonna build some, again, we have to remember this is temporary. This is gonna end. You have to remember that this is not the apocalypse. This is gonna end. And if you think about that and you know that, then you start thinking differently about what to do. But if you're thinking the other way, if you're thinking that, you know, that, that this is the end or whatever, right? If you're thinking that, then obviously you don't care about anything. All you're trying to do is survive or make money or buy toilet paper or, or get food or whatever. But if, if you change your mindset to this is going to go away, this is going to get back to normal, we'll come back roaring, right? We, we roaring 20s, we, we, this year's ours. That we're, we lent it to coronavirus for a couple of months, but it's our year, right? We, we have to take it back. When we take it back, you know, how are people going to see you? You know, you were completely dark for a couple of months or you were active in social media and helping people and offering your ex excess capacity. You know, that's, I think that's what people need to be thinking about. That's the framing that we need to start putting around, you know, what do we do during this time? Never before has the concept of personal branding been more important to be approached from a true and authentic place. People will remember the things, like you're saying, they will remember the things you try to do right now to help them, help others, whatever it is, when it's done for the right reason and not just done because you're, you're trying to make sales. For example, I received a phone call from Zendesk today. And it was a person that happened to be a sales rep that was saying, you know, in light of all of the things that are going on at this time, I just wanted to reach out and ask you, you know, if there's anything we can do for you. My first question to him was, that is amazing. Can you inform me, tell me, what is it that this company is doing to help everybody else out there? And in that situation, there wasn't an answer. So I literally asked him, I said, so this is a guys, this is a sales call guised by coronavirus for you have an opportunity to talk to people. And that's the stuff, like I'm really disappointed that that happened. People are not blind to, to. Opportunists. Yeah, opportunistic people, right? Yeah, and right. that, I mean, honestly, it's, it's frustrating from that side. But when you do it because you're trying to help, because we're all human, it does it pays itself forward just because bottom line, you can look yourself in the mirror and you know, you did your best you could for people. And sometimes that's what really matters most. But, but I'll give you a tip. If, if you're a, yeah. if you work, I'm not saying you, I'm saying you, the world, right. <laughs> Are all of our 25 fans. Um, uh, I'll give you a tip. If, if you find yourself in that situation where you are generally trying to help or, or figuring out how to help and, all, and not, not just, trying to help, but also looking for opportunities so you can stay afloat too, because we all have families, we all have mortgages, we all have to put food in the table. So we're both figuring out how we can help and also, 
you know, where our help, where our help is valuable enough that we can get paid in exchange. But if you find yourself in that situation where the other person might be, maybe thinking or saying, because for whatever reason, you're new at this, because I get it. We're all new at this. So good news. Everybody's new at this. Okay. Equal playing ground right now. Right. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, we're all new at this. But if you go back and say, you know what? You're right. I honestly don't know what I can do. The purpose of my call is maybe to gather ideas. You know what we're about. You know what our business is about. You know what I'm good at. You know what we're good at. Um, you know, this is our infrastructure. This is our people. This is our knowledge. This is our tools, right? Um, you know, we have some excess right now. If, if you can think of something, just give me the feedback and then we'll go back and figure out how we can turn that into actual help. So right now, uh, right now, it's really not about having the answers, I think. I think right now, it's not about having all the answers because we don't have all the answers. People, I already got three, three or four phone calls, people saying, how do I get my $1,000 from the government? You know, or, you know, how do I get my SBA loan? Or how do I get the bridge loan? Or how do I get all this, all this, you know, a piece of the $1.5 trillion that the government, you know, announced to. So we're getting the phone calls. We're getting the questions. But honestly, I don't have the answer. Like, I, I, I know conceptually what it is, but there isn't a button you can press or a website where you can press and magically the money arrives at your bank account. So that's not a thing. And at, at, at right now, my answer to them is, I'm going to write down your name and your email, and I'm going to put you on the list of the people that I'm going to email the minute I have that information. What, what else can it do for you that's not magically putting money in your pocket? And, and, and some people, that's all they, some people, honestly, that's all they need. All they need is money in the pocket, and they can, they can think about the next thing. But, but there's other things that money. I mean, there's morale, right? So, you know, firing someone, it's a more, it hurts the business owner if they have to get rid of, or not firing, I'm sorry, laying off someone, it hurts them. Like it would hurt me a lot. Like right now we haven't laid off anyone. We're still busy, thankfully. Uh, but it would help me to have to get rid of someone. It would really hurt me. And it would hurt the rest of my team to do that as well. As a matter of fact, if I get to the point where I have to cut ahead because I, I have to reduce expenses, I would actually go back to my team and say, look, guys, I have to get rid of the, unfortunately, the, the most expendable person at the moment. Uh, or what we can do is we can bind together and maybe lower all of our, all of our, all of our uh, salaries to 80% of what it was before. And we can keep this person. We'll make it a secret vote. You know, let me know what you think. And I, I am 100% sure that everybody will vote. Even, even, the, even the least expendable person that knows who they are they will vote for just just lower our salaries and let's keep let's keep the team together. So sometimes sometimes it's it's more about money and and, um, and I think in, people are tried in tough times and, and this is this is the time where 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 how you behave uh, in in moments of stress will possibly uh, strengthen the relationship with your customers and your employees or 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 potentially hinder it and. Uh, and we, when we come out of this, and if our team stays intact, I know we're going to be 100 times better than before. And, and if I can help some of my customers, even by just asking the right questions, I also know that they're going to get off, get, you know, get through this better than before. So I think what's going to be really interesting to see as well is going to be the new emerging technologies and new advancements in different industries that occur from this unexpected leap forward, right? Um, 
you know, we, if you think about it, we've always had the ability that yoga studios could do online based courses, but there wasn't as much of a necessity to it. So now I think we're going to start to see that that's going to become more prevalent. And I think we're going to see that some technology is going to improve to make that experience even better as just one example. Um, I think that innovators will always continue to innovate and we will see, we will grow out of this, like you said, stronger than before. We just have to get through some of the, um, the learning lessons in between. So what do you think? What, what kind of changes in industry or technology do you think may be exciting that may come as a silver lining from all of this? Yeah. So one of the things I think is going to happen is a lot of companies that used to have a lot of meetings, like getting all the employees in one room for a meeting and they do it through zoom and they realize that it was just as effective. They're going to go back and say, (laughs) you know what? We wasted a lot of resources in, 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 uh, in team meetings. So I think there's going to be a, a, a reduction of team meeting, at least the in-person, you know, you have to have, get there at nine, eat a donut or whatever, you know, bad coffee team meetings. I think those are going to be reduced substantially. I think that a lot of companies, not all of them, but a lot of companies that have the type of employees that, could, that can work from home will realize that they could their business model could have been like this the entire time. You know, they could have just worked from home because right now, a lot of companies that have all their employees working from home if they have a reduction in, in, in income, it's because of the customers, not because they're working from home. Although true, you know, working from home, th- there's some things you can't do. And we said there's some industries that no matter what requires the person to be physically there. Um, but like, for example, trucking. Right now, trucking, transportation is the biggest, one of the biggest, most important industries. So healthcare and transportation are the two most important industries that we have right now. Uh, And transportation is growing a lot. There's a lot of need for truckers and delivery trucks just because there's a people, there's, there's not enough supply for what people need. Um, You know, food, uh, health equipment, uh, uh, you know, supplies, all these things are, 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 are highly needed. And luckily the government has money has cash is injecting it into the marketplace. So, so we're going to be able to, commercially we'll be able to buy stuff hopefully keep buying stuff but we're going to need truckers so what are we like i've never i never even thought about having a trucker as a customer now i do have i do have a couple of trucker customers i do like i've or we do as a firm like that's manufacturing is my my focus but but i have a couple of trucker uh customers i know they're going to be busy 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 as hell so you know not all of them have accountants and and maybe we'll start reaching out to some of these truckers or or advertising yourself as helping the truckers. And if you can take something off their plate, that you can enable them to do to fulfill their purpose and do the great good that we that we need to do. Now I wanna I'm gonna repeat real quick uh, the, the five golden questions that uh, that my friend Ed Kless uh, mentioned in, in his podcast. And I did a quick podcast with him for my own podcast. And basically he was thinking hard about what is the advisor's role during this crisis or during this business interruption? And he thought that there's five key questions that you can ask. You can ask all of them, or you can ask some of them to your business clients on your next conversation. So the first one is, what opportunities to fix things about your business 
can you take advantage during this interruption, right? Like I, I just cleaned out my garage. My garage was a big sty for six months um, and we have time to do it. it. Might as well, right? So it'd be nice to get out of this, at least with a clean garage, you know, but there's a, there's a version of a messy garage on every business out there, right? You know, the, their file system, you know, like your file system was a mess, you know, where you have papers, you, you know, you, things by first name, by last name, even like even file systems inside servers, they're a mess a lot of times, you know, why don't you, you know, hunker down, take an e-course on file system management and start organizing your files. What about all the paperwork? You know what? If you don't have, go scan all your paperwork and get rid of that paper. Finally, go paperless, you know? So what, what, what can you fix, you know, now? you know, that, that you have the time that you're being interrupted. So the second question is, what have you learned about your business during the interruption that you didn't know before? So you learn that you need human contact. You learn that you need to be able to have a um, contingency plan. You learn that you need a phone system that allows, like I learned that, that allows an employee to take physically just unplug, take the phone home and be connected with everybody at the same time. You learn that Slack is a really valuable resource and you were underusing it. You learned that, um, again, the team meetings were not that useful that you were able to work remotely. You learned that through the creative process, your customers are asking for your services in different creative ways. So what are you learning about your business during this interruption? So that's an interesting one too. The third one is, if you could, if you, if you had the hindsight, right, if you could go back in time, like if you, you can't change the present, but you can go back in time two weeks, three weeks, what would you have done to better prepare you for this moment? Like what, what could you have done two weeks ago, three, three weeks ago to better prepare you for this, for this moment? And that's a really important introspective question because when we get out of this, then the idea is that that question stays on forever. You know, what am I doing to protect myself against a recession? Against, uh, against like, like this is not, we, like I don't think anybody would fathom this. Like I'm sure... I know Bill Gates talked about it four years ago and, and, and Ebola was a sm small mini, mini scare. But for whatever reason, we were shielded and privileged, you know, of not having to live through this. So this was completely unprecedented. Now, they call it unprecedented, but technically, no, other countries go through this and they go, but we just don't learn from it. Like, we don't care. It'll we're, never it, happen to me, Syndrome. It will right? never happen to America. Like, we're, we're prepared. We're big. We're great. You know, and... I think it's a very humbling moment too, you know, that, 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 that we're also humans and we're also, you know, not surprisingly American, black, white, whatever, uh, you are, you're susceptible to the same thing, right? We, 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 we our bodies are identical in the inside. And yeah. I think that's just a really important thing just from a human aspect that we should be learning too. But I'll, I'll, that's a really good question. The fourth question is, as your business returns to normal, what opportunities do you have to transform your business to serve your clients in better ways that you can never before? So this is innovation, right? So it is interruption, innovation. How am I going to do it better? You know, if I could, you know, we, we always have the question, if you could get rid of all your current clients and start your business over, how would you do it? And I think everybody that I ask that question to that really sits down and thinks, redesigns their business the way they want it, but then, then the question is, why don't you do it now? It's like, I can't, you know, I already have commitments. I already have customers. I already have a loan. I already have this. I already have that. So with all these deadlines, so now that's apparently everything's going to shrink down 
to just bare bones, you have the opportunity to redesign your business from scratch. You know, so when you come out of this, you come out with the business of your dreams. And then the last one, which is like, which is, he, he calls it the mother of all questions, uh, which he, he learned from uh, Peter Block, from a, I forgot what book it was that he mentioned. But the mother of all questions is, what is the question that if you had the answer to, it would allow you to recover from this quicker? So what is the question? That you, so all of a sudden, I'm not asking a question anymore. I'm asking them to come up with a question. And, and the, the idea behind it is that if they come up with a and mostly because they know if they come up with a question that you could potentially have the answer to, then all of a sudden you're indispensable. You are you're indispensable for them. Right? You 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 are you are a really important partner to help them recover. So one of them could be well the question you know again it's just very very meta. But then they'll come up with a question like maybe maybe their question is how can they get a bridge loan? You know. Uh, you know, like they come up with their own question, right? And then you come back and say, well, maybe this is something I can, I, I can help you with, right? So those are the five questions. They're from Ed Kless, co-host of the Soul of Enterprise. I was really impressed when I heard them. I was actually moved, you know, when I heard them and I called them and I said, dude, let's do a quick video and I post it on YouTube where he actually breaks it down and explains it. But um, what, do you, what do you think are other, or if you have a comment or a question on them, what do you think are other questions that we should be asking our clients? Well, so first off, comment-wise, off of all of those, I mean, I, I love the list. Number four, the concept of innovation. Now, that is, to me, that is the one that leads to the change and is the right way to progress about this. People get so worried about, oh, being opportunistic in what, out of what's happening at the moment. If you approach it by what, you know, number four of how could we do this better, that is the right answer right? That is the thing we should be trying to do to improve our processes, our systems, whatever it may be to, to improve the overall experience. I think that's amazing. Um, I, I love, I had another question that was kind of related to before you, you talked about what type of industries are going to see a change. I, I think one of the biggest industries we're going to see is the, it's going to be the remote working re, uh, we work type environments. I think they're going to get hammered right now immediately but i think ultimately they're going to pivot quickly and we will probably see more larger corporations subscribing to these spaces as they have remote workers that also need office spaces to meet with clients at times so i think that's going to be one area that we'll probably see um it's going to shrink so, down so, the, so they're, they're going to get hammered now but they're going to come back strong you're saying yes because I think a lot of people that are currently using it are are a lot of the entrepreneurs are just getting started. They're they're trying to find cost-effective ways to have an office space. But if they can't even go in there, they're going to recognize they could fall back to just home office for some time. And once we grow back out of that, I think the service offering is going to change a bit. Their focus will change a bit. And then I think corporations will really fuel a lot of those and they'll sell it like gym memberships, right? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I, I have a couple of, let's call them rich clients that uh, that have contacted me got, and said, Hector, what what kind of business would you get into now? Like they have liquidity, they have the cash, they know there's there's needs. You know, they were waiting for a moment to spend it, and it just never no, nothing seemed right at the moment because you know the market was so good, everything was so good. So uh, so uh, so they're like, what do you think? You know, and one of the things I was thinking of is, look, I. 
I'm impressed on how well the internet has has held up with all the social sharing and Don't everybody Jesus, going man. on. It's incredible. <laughs> the amount of bandwidth that's being used right now, it's absolutely incredible. The amount of beating that Zoom has taken is absolutely incredible. Okay. And and yes, it's amazing, but I felt the slow, like I felt sometimes it was getting a little bit slow and I tell my kids not to have 10 devices on Netflix, you know, let's try two, you know, because uh, I have four kids and sometimes we'll have four of them all in one different thing. So, you know, so even though I'm impressed with it, I did notice it took a little bit of a strain. So if I was in a, if I was in a big money circumstance, I, I would start doubling and tripling down on wireless communications and broadband. I think that right now, a couple of things, I think almost as, as, a, as a thing of national security, we should double down on our security system of our broadband system and our internet. Like the one, th I think the one thing that has kept people sane through this is the fact that we've had internet. Because if somehow the virus also attacked the internet, people would just be going bonkers. Because what has kept me sane, honestly, is the memes. You know, the, 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 all the memes about toilet paper and what, and what people do, you know, and, and, and what, what people are doing with it. It's just that, like, just feeling like I'm connected with other people and we're all going through the same pain. You know, I called my brother yesterday and I said, man, sorry, I haven't called you in a couple of days. You must be lonely because he's living by himself. You must be lonely. He's like, no, I'm not. Everybody has the same issue, you know? So as long as I know everybody has the same issue, I'm fine. And, and I think is that that's that sense of everyone being in the same situation, that that togetherness, that hashtag together at home, like uh, like Chris Martins, uh, the singer from Coldplay, he went live and hashtag together home and he did a live concert to his Instagram followers, which is amazing. And you can see the sentiment on, 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 the, on the live chat and what people were saying, how much that meant to them. I think that the fact that you're connected with other people, the fact that you know people are going through the same frustrations and the same challenges, I think that in one way it's, it's, it's kept us together. I, I don't mean just together as people, just together as a whole. So, so, so the internet in, in many ways has kept us sane, right? The, our food distribution system and our, and our medicine and our hospitals keep us alive, but the internet has kept us sane. Now, with the exception of the Amish, the Amish are laughing at us right now. They're like, hold my beer, you know? You know, what, what are you guys, what are you guys ranting about? You know, but, but, but we, we've, been, we, we've gotten so dependent on, on feedback and communication and, and, and being productive. Like we're a productive society. We want to feel that our purpose is being met without the internet, we, we don't. So I, I'm, I think that if anyone is in the construction business right now, if you got a construction client, Tell them, look into infra internet communication infrastructures. I know you like building houses, but right now, all these companies, AT&T, they're going to double and triple down on communications because this proved how important the, the communications are, how crucial they are in keeping people sane, keeping people informed, allowing people to communicate, uh, especially because I haven't seen my mom in two weeks. So if I can't communicate with my mom, I would go crazy, you know? Um, so that's, a, that's just... Again, that's it's another industry that I forget to. The other one is manufacturing, which is dear to my heart. I, I hope that the lesson that we learned from here is that we need to bring more manufacturing back to America, right? I think just every country should have that feeling, right? That Like our sense of patriotism should be on building things in-house, especially medicines. I mean, one of the things that just, it's incredible. 
a stat, something like 40% of the ingredients for our medicines come from China, from China, right? So it's like, dude, that's it, insane. That's absolutely insane. So, so like we need to bring manufacturing back. We need to manufacture our, our basic things. We need to, and for me, that's great because I love manufacturing. That's my niche market. That's what I'm good at. So I'm just going to weather the storm right now. I'm going to create content and goodwill, helping manufacturers uh, prepare. And then when, it, when, when the good gets going, we're going to be there to support. And, I, and, I, and I, I hope that some of my colleagues join me on helping manufacturers along the way, because I think they're going to need a lot of help because there's going to be a lot of growth in, in that area. So you talked about music. Um, I think that's another, like you said, I think that's going to be an area we're going to see an improvement as well. Erica Badu uh, was supposed to be on concert at this time and that all got shut down. So she decided she would put on, I think it's actually this weekend, a concert from her bedroom, $1 per person to buy into it. Amazing. And literally they choose the songs that get played. Um, another example, Morgan Page. I'm a huge house music fanatic, love music like that. Morgan Page has been doing live streams every single night and there are 500 people on there every single time listening to his music. And I can tell you, I was smiling and dancing around cleaning my house while he was playing, right? Those, those are these cool things that I think will actually become more commonplace. So we'll see some technology around that. I loved your comment about manufacturing. How ironic that the cheaper solution just became so much more expensive, right? Um, because of delays and inability to get things. So- Well, not, not just expensive dangerous that downright dangerous right yes. like in the middle of an economic collapse uh, we, let's not get politics let's not get into politics okay. here, but but in the middle of an economic economic collapse there are some countries and it's not a collapse that's just a halt it's a halt it's not a collapse Eat in bro. the middle of the halt <laughs> the, the countries who want to make rich is canada and mexico our allies right not china right just again you know, we, our allies, right? So this is the time where, where Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. need to start working with each other. I need to start sharing resources. Right, what do you need? You know, I'll, you know, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully that happens, right? We bring manufacturing to Mexico, to Canada, to the U.S. Um, you know, one of the interesting, you know where toilet paper, you know where most paper comes from? I don't know if you knew this, Matthew. I don't know. Canada. So it's really weird that we have this shortage because it's our neighbor. You know, they're the biggest, they're the, the biggest exporter of paper products uh, for us. But can you uh, tell me why I'm still paying $3 and 49 cents a gallon for gas and <laughs> the price per barrel of oil has dropped lower than ever before? Uh, because uh, it's, it's a lagging indicator that re regardless of whether the economic okay. circumstances that we have now, it does take about a couple of weeks for that to come into the pump but that's a different concept i mean our government could choose to subsidize yeah. that a little bit but the problem is just why, why would they because right now we don't need to encourage people to be driving around right like that's unfortunately you know we can't like maybe they can lower diesel to make it easier and cheaper for the truckers to get shipments here but our new reality is that we have to stay at home right together at home we have to stay at home and we have to slow this thing down until the cure comes out. The cure will come out, like everything, right? The, the cure will come out or the vaccine or whatever. So we basically have to chill for a while. And uh, somebody told me, 
and you you know Matthew because you know me on a personal level. Yeah. I'm not I'm not religious. I've I've I'm not even spiritual. But somebody told me this, and and I connected with this, which is Mother Earth, or you can replace that with God or whatever your deity of choice, right? Your deity of choice. Uh, Mother Earth is telling us slow down, relax for a little bit, just chill down for a little bit, relax. You could take a month break. It's not gonna like this will prove that we don't have to work five days a week. This will prove that that, that the lifestyle that we've been building, which is just grinding, 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 it's probably wrong. It's probably wrong. So hopefully we'll come out of this. We think everybody rethinking of our life and society and, and, and how we help our neighbors and how we help our communities. Hopefully some of the selfishness that, that has made America great because selfishness and individualism is one of the reasons why we're such a great country because everybody has personal responsibility and people do what they're supposed to right but maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll adapt a little bit and change into a bit more community driven a, a bit more um a bit more sort of thinking about your neighbor so maybe economically we could be individualistic but maybe socially we could be a little bit more more open and 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 we and we and we got to we we have to bring that sense of 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 helping each other and doing things for a common purpose type of thing so that's what i think i'll i'll end it with that's what i think is a silver lining i'll let you you know do the last things if you want to cuz awesome i actually i would love to ask everybody who's watching this now or later please in the comments share anything if you're working from home or whatever Share a story of the funniest thing that's been happening so far on accident because you have family, kids, dogs, whatever, you're trying to work from home. Share something that happened that was hilarious. Maybe maybe your kid jumped in, whatever. Just share something funny. Let's all enjoy making fun of this situation and make some people smile and add it in the comments, please. Thank you. That's right, man. We, we need comedy and we need, uh, we, we, we need to smile a little bit per day to stay sane through this, Amen. I think. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.